In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required. We'll get a chance to talk to uh, a woman who covers the Atlanta Falcons for The Athletic. She is a former Georgia Bulldog. She is a four-time softball champion. She is a former high school basketball champion, and she is writer for The Athletic covering the Atlanta Falcons. She is Tori McElhaney, who joins us here on the home team and Hamilton show here on the fan, 680-93.7 FM. Good morning, Tori. How are you doing this fine Tuesday morning? I'm doing good. I was not expecting the the roll call of my past accomplishments. That's, that really woke me up. I appreciate that. We like uh, to lead with the facts, Tori. That way folks can't be all the way mad at us when we have them come on. <laughs> I love it. Well, let's get to it. Uh, well, the story yesterday was Julio Jones and uh, it becoming a matter of record. Terry Fontenot has now addressed it where folks are calling and making pitches to see if Julio Jones could uh, be plucked away from the Falcons. The $15 million in change that it would save them post-June 1st certainly would be a double whammy where you would be freeing up your opportunity uh, to better the team. Your thoughts on that and where Julio is best served as a Falcon or not at this point in the Falcons' juncture? Yeah. Uh, I would just first like to go on the record and say that I know everybody's talking about this, but none of this is new. None of this is new information because this has always been at play with the Falcons and with Terry Fontenot coming in. He even said back in February when when we were having our press conference with him right before the quote-unquote combine, which, you know, obviously didn't happen, but it was our combine press conference. He even said then he was like, we talk to teams regular, regularly around this time. We're talking about everything. And he, he said, he was like, you really never stop talking to teams. So even though we're all talking about this Julio potential trade, this has been something that has been an, uh, an opportunity for the Falcons to pursue, especially considering the salary cap situation. So th- this is something that's just kind of the next progression of, of this discussion where it's like, all right, now we know that teams are calling. This is, this makes sense. This is following the same line that, that, that was placed back in February, back in January when Terry Fano got the job. So um, now whether or not Julio is on the team post June 1st, that's still, up in the air. I'm sure there are a lot of teams that are calling and just kind of seeing and filling out what they could potentially work up with the trade. I, I just tend to think that, you know, it, it is a good opportunity for the Falcons to, to have some much needed salary cap relief, because as of right now, you know, I looked at it the other day and they still don't have enough money to, to sign uh, their draft class. So they've got to come up with some money somewhere. Tori McElhaney, Falcons reporter for The Athletic, joins us via the Loud Security Systems newsmaker line here on the home team in Hamilton show on the fan, 680-937 FM. Tori, from your perspective, um, how's the marriage been between Fontenot and uh, Arthur Smith? And if a disagreement comes about on, you know, Thursday or Friday, who do you think would take precedent in, in getting exactly what they want? 
Yeah, I think you have to look at big picture. You have to look at long term. And I think when you're looking at big picture long term, it's Terry Fontenot's decision. So I, I think that their working relationship is actually pretty good because the very first thing that Arthur Smith said when he was hired was that he didn't want to be surrounded by yes men. And he didn't want to be surrounded by people who were all coming up with the same ideas. He wanted different ideas. He wants those conversations. So I think that's really important when you're talking about Terry Fano and Arthur Smith working together because if they're both bringing different ideas to the table and they're having these discussions with their staffs, I think that's important. It, it's how you see change happen. And so, but I think when it comes down to it, it's like, are you talking about being competitive in 2021 or are you talking about what the team is going to look like in 2023, 2024. And and I think if you're really look, it's it's Arthur Smith's job to go out and win games in 2021. It's Terry Fano's job to create a team that's going to have sustained success. So I think that's when you're looking at okay, who might win out on on Thursday night with that number four pick. I tend to lead more Terry Fontano. Tori, your thoughts on the number four selection? My opinion is the quarterback that Kyle Shanahan takes will be the right one, that the way he calls plays, the way his offense is designed, he clearly is going to pick the guy who is the best to do so. So whoever he takes is the guy who will be the right pick. If he doesn't take Justin Fields, I don't know what that would mean, but is that a situation where the the, the guy falls into the Falcons' lap, or is that something where the Falcons might need to look at some of the things and some of the question marks that people keep bringing up now about Justin Fields? Yeah, I think if, you know, according to who it is that falls, I like the idea of Justin Fields coming back to the state of Georgia. And maybe that's just the storyteller bias in me, but that's just kind of, you know, the story of Justin Fields returning to uh, to, to the city of Atlanta and to the state of Georgia just seems like a really fun story to tell. But I think if we're really looking at it, the more and more I look at it, the more and more I think that Trey Lance is is maybe a better pick for the Falcons at number four, just because I think he he would probably benefit more from sitting maybe two years behind Matt Ryan, because that's the thing is, you know, Matt Ryan's going to be the starter in 2021 and potentially in 2022, according to how Terry Fontenot, how much magic he can work with, with Matt Ryan's contract. So, so that's something that I'm looking at. It's like, okay, of maybe Trey Lance, Justin Fields, if you're really going quarterback at number four, then who, who makes the most sense to sit behind Matt Ryan and who could benefit the most. And I'm, I've recently been leaning more towards Trey Lance. Tori, are you surprised that uh, the front office hadn't approached Grady Jarrett about moving some monies around to try to, you know, uh, get somewhere close to, to the caps, uh, cap where they want to be? Yes, that that surprises me more than anything else this offseason is the fact that Grady Jarrett's contract hasn't been touched, not even an extension, not, you know, reconstructed in any way, shape, form, fashion. That's the biggest surprise to me because the entire time that I was sitting there in February and I'm going over the salary cap and I'm looking at the numbers and I'm like, all right, like Grady Jarrett has this whopping contract. You know, you don't want him to go anywhere. He's the heart and soul of this defense. It makes sense to extend him or to push money down the line. And then it hasn't happened. And here we are the week of the draft and it still hasn't happened. And and so it is very, very surprising to me that it hasn't. Tori McElhaney, Falcons reporter for the athletic joins us here via the loud securities uh, Lyle Security System Newsmaker line here on the fan, 680-93-7 FM. You have the last shot to talk me out of it because I'm pretty settled in my soul, Tori. 
I don't understand now, particularly if it is the case that the Falcons may trade Julio Jones. It only makes sense to me to take Kyle Pitts when you're talking about a guy who might be one of the more dynamic players in this draft and somebody who plays a position that really can do a lot of damage in the NFL, the way the rules are set. Why should the Falcons take or not take Kyle Pitts if they're going to move on from Julio Jones? Yeah, uh, I think that's the question on everybody's mind right now, especially with so much talk about potentially moving on from Julio Jones. But my, I guess, argument to that just to play devil's advocate is like when you think about a rebuild, you know, I, I to me personally, if the Falcons move on from Julio Jones, that to me signals a rebuild. That to me signals that, okay, they're they're cleaning the slate. They're they're moving on from the Matt Ryan Julio Jones era in Atlanta, and they are building what they want here in Atlanta. That to me, when you think of a rebuild, I think a rebuild starts with the quarterback more than it does a tight end. And, and granted, Kyle Pitts is a great player. Wherever he lands, is he's going to benefit. He's going to have a good career and. We're going to enjoy watching him on Sundays. But I think with the situation the Falcons are in right now, if they really are starting a rebuild, I think it would be more beneficial to bring in a quarterback in order to groom him into what Arthur Smith wants this offense to look like when they get past the point of Matt Ryan being on the roster. Tori, what have you heard from scouts uh, in in the building as far as how hard this season has been for evaluating quarterbacks, being able to bring them in their you know, building, put them on, on, on the board, and, and, and just being able to have their own individual evaluation to try to get this right. Yeah, that's huge, and I think that's we're all in this like uncharted territory. And and scouts are, I mean, that's that this is their job is to is to evaluate these guys and to see these guys work and everything like that. And so, I, I mean, it has been difficult. The good news is that they kind of had a taste of this last year, and so they kind of have been preparing for this moment and these evaluations over the last month and a half, these understanding that pro days are going to be so important, and it's why you saw that these top quarterbacks, these first-round quarterbacks, have their second pro days because it's just so important to get guys in the building to see guys throw and to work and move and, and what their mechanics look like. That's all so important, and so it has looked different. It's looked very different. Everything's over Zoom now. All of these meetings how you get to know a, a guy is, you know, on a computer screen. So it, it makes this evaluation process so different than anything else we've seen. And I think that's why this draft is so intriguing is because of how how different things do look. Tori, what's this deal? Back to Justin Fields. Joe made a, a fantastic point the other day, and it just seems like all of this criticism and all of the things that seem to be dropping him back from uh, closer to the top of the draft to a little bit further are coming up at the end. And one of the things is how he gets to his progressions. And Joe had an excellent point. People are saying that the criticism is, well, maybe he doesn't get all the way through his progressions. But if his first progression was open and they were successful at Ohio State, what is he supposed to do? Yeah, no, that's a great point. And I, because I've always wondered about this recent criticism of, of Justin Fields recently as well. Because, I mean, when you turn on the tape, you're seeing a kid who's very dynamic. You're seeing a guy who can go out and he, you know, he, he, he was able to, to lead an offense in a way that was really, I mean, really fun to watch. This is a fun offense to watch. And it was because he was leading it. And so I don't, necessarily get the whole progression talk and that's something that I I think I've talked about a couple of times where it's just like 
doesn't make sense. And even our Ohio State writer, he, he went on the record and he, and he wrote, he was like, I don't know where it's coming from because when I've been covering this guy, it, 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 I mean, his first his first progression is open. His first option is open. So why wouldn't he hit him? I mean, th- so that's a great point. I completely agree. Will we get Shanahan? Is, it, is this all smoke and mirrors? Is this all uh, pre-draft smoke? And Shanahan's just going to take the man right before the Falcons pick it for. <laughs> oh, I gosh, I. That's the thing is like I I did a all um, an all ladies mock draft last night and and we all were kind of picking for our separate teams and um, Stefania who, who covers the Forty ers for ESPN I believe she was she took Mac Jones at number three and I was just kind of like. This is very interesting, but like we were talking about earlier, I mean, Kyle Shanahan's going to get his guy. If he believes that Mac Jones is the guy, which is what I've been hearing from people, that he thinks Mac Jones is his guy, then, like, he's going to take him at number three. And that's just that, to me, is going to be so interesting because then the Falcons have their choice if they want to go quarterback to look at Trey Lance or Justin Fields and be like, all right, which one do we want? Which one do we see the future of this franchise being? Tori, uh, have you heard anything from the players uh, in the Falcons building uh, about attending OTAs virtually or being inside? What have they decided to do? Yeah, so I, I know with the volunteer, voluntary workouts, there are quite a number of Falcons that have decided not to participate in, in the, um, the voluntary stuff, the voluntary workouts. From there, I think we're still trying to see what OTAs are going to look like and, and what getting people in the building, especially once you sign this draft class and, okay, what, what's going to be the opportunity for these rookies to come in. All of that is still very much up in the air from what I'm hearing. I think we're still trying to figure out, like, vaccinations. You know, there's still a lot of things that we, with the pandemic, that we want to make sure everybody's safe and we want to do it the right way and that's basically I think what the Falcons are are weighing too so right now it's still kind of up in the air and lastly running back is something the Falcons could take care of in the draft I'm a big Javante Williams fan but I was reading your Mm -hmm. latest article and uh, a pretty good name um, that the Falcons could wait on could probably help them as well yeah, I, I really like Kenny Gainwell. I really do. And I think he falls into a position where the Falcons could grab him in the third round if they wanted to, you know, let's say they go quarterback at number four and then you get down to the second round. And I still think that it would be fortuitous for the Falcons to grab a safety. Um, I know that, you know, you brought in two veteran guys, but they're only here on a one-year deal. The only one that you really have here for a while is Jalen Hawkins, who you drafted last year. So you're in complete rebuild mode of the safety position. So I like the idea of taking a safety pretty high up. And then from there, I I think it would be a good idea to draft a a running back in the third round. I also really like Javante Williams a whole lot. I watched when I was covering Georgia Tech, watching him, you know, play at UNC. I mean, he, he, I, I thought he was very dynamic. I liked what I saw from him. It wouldn't shock me if, if the Falcons went after him, but I think that they would have to go into the second round in order to get him. I think he's going to be a second round pick. And I think Kenny Gainwell is going to fall to the third round. And I think that's where the Falcons could capitalize on getting him, especially because they have Mike Davis, you know, for two years. And I think he could really help groom uh, Kenny to, to take over this offense one day. Excellent information. You are now officially a friend of the show. I'll send you some video of me in a batting cage since you're a four-time softball champion. Maybe you can critique my swing and help me out as I try to get into a little bit of shape. But, Tori, we thank you for your time. Great information, and we'll look forward to talking to you hopefully soon after the draft. 
Yeah, anytime. Y'all have a good one. Tori McElhaney, she's the Falcons reporter for The Athletic, joining us via the Loud Security Systems Newsmaker Line. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership, eligibility, and base savings account that keeps $5 minimum balance required. Hi, I'm Mark Beckham with Atlanta Ramjack. We specialize in only foundation repair. What is foundation repair? Foundations sink or settle. These issues need to be addressed. It only becomes more costly the longer you put it off. What is the biggest cause of foundation problem? Either poor construction, inferior site preparation, or weather. Drought causes cracks in your foundations. If you see any signs of foundation issues, please contact us at atlantaramjack.com. 